time to get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh. Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is Three and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. To the end zone and caught for the touchdown, McCoy. Milton to Brew McCoy. Milton gonna take a shot wide open and just strutting in his kitten. Joe Milton does it again. Best formation football there is. And that feeling for Josh Heifel. The Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Joe Milton has got to feel great. Good parts, Bill Self, shake hands. Tennessee, they're your champs. The bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers. And they were the bad boys from the jump in this one. That's an interesting question. This is a slow shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. Off and running in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, Fan Run Radio. Adam Hickman, intern Brett, Houston Crest with you. It's three and out. Live for the next three hours. And gentlemen, I don't know where to begin. Mm. I know where to begin. Uh, how was everyone's weekend? Uh, I had a good weekend. A lot of rest. So that was that good. does sound amazing. Wow, that's a that's a big weekend for sure. The one thing that was kind of a damper on the weekend, I will say. So tried to go to my favorite place to eat in Knoxville, aka Chivo. And they just reopened a couple of weeks ago because they had to close down because they had a That's usually how it goes. They had a pipe burst. Mm. So they were closed for like three or four weeks. And, of course, you know, it being a Saturday and all, it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be about two and a half hours. So I was like, eh, bleep that. So I had to settle for Soccer Taco instead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? Don't, you don't have to attack Soccer Taco. 
I like soccer taco, but when you're in the mood for chivo, it's kind of like soccer taco's good. Soccer taco hits sometimes, man. Yeah, I mean it hit. I was very hungry. What'd you so. get? What'd you go to at old sock talk? Oh, just street tacos. Hmm. Not a not a simple, you know, but tasty and excellent. Okay. I like the uh, chimichangas. They do theirs differently than anyone else. I think they're pretty good. And another thing that kind of bugged me when I was eating at Soccer Taco, there was a table next to us who, I mean, this table just very obnoxious, mm. screaming, profanities. And you know me, I'm, I like to keep my vocabulary very clean. <laughs> so hearing all those profanities being screamed out across a restaurant while I was trying to eat was very unsettling for me. I did not realize you were so delicate when it came to uh, profanities while eating your lunch. Yeah, that was dinner, not lunch. Oh, sorry. If it was lunch, I would have let it slide. Oh. So people can get away with certain things earlier in the day than late in the day? You know, like if it's during the lunch hour, you know, maybe you're having a rough work day. It's maybe a Saturday. you're just stressed out. Some people work on Saturdays. Well, some people eat dinner on Saturdays after they work. I don't understand. Yeah, well. Okay. This crew wasn't dressed for work. Oh. Put it that way. So you just immediately judged them based on what they were wearing? No, but they looked like they were dressed for a night out. Mm. So they were just getting started. Just a little uh, rowdy Saturday night on the town. What's wrong with that? They have a big bucket of margaritas over there? Yes. Did you have a margarita? No. What did you have? Did you have that stupid drink that everyone hates but you? (laughs) No. Okay. Wasn't that where Nate got his, what's it called? Paloma. Paloma. Didn't he get it at Soccer Taco and say it stunk? Probably not the Soccer Taco downtown, though. It could be. I don't know. No, I think he went to the other one. But these people. These people. There there, there were children in there who were acting better. Mm. Well, like you said, maybe they had a tough day. You never know what someone else is going through, you know? Could have been a whole That's group true. going through some really tough stuff, and all they wanted to do was kick back, cut loose a little bit at dinner. There's you, more, you should have bought their meal. There's more to the story. I'll tell you off the air because it's not really appropriate for the air. Okay, but I mean, it was I don't know. It was very annoying. Like you know, you know how Soccer Taco and Market Square is set up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, very long, long and lean. Yeah, yeah long yeah. and lean. They were the second table when you walked in. And I could make out what they were screaming word for word from the like on my way back from the bathroom. Hmm. That's how loud they were. Was it packed? Yeah, it was packed. And so then they were really. That's loud. all you heard. So yeah, you know, I'm all for having a good time while you got to eat. But if I can hear you, what you're saying word for word, thirty feet away, maybe go maybe in, tone go, it down. Go a inside bit. voices. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Was the sun still out? Uh, no. Okay. It was a very dark weekend. Just yeah, very it was. rainy it was. and cloudy. Mm-hmm. I don't think the sun really made an appearance at all this weekend, did it? I don't think so. Um, only you guys know where I live, so don't say that. But I had a movie moment happen last night. Oh, really? Yeah. If you guys want to know where Crest lives, his address <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, we saw the neighbors. Doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. How long did you watch? Not long. <laughs> <laughs> Not long at all. 
<laughs> she came in and she was like, you're not going to believe this. And I was like, yeah, I don't believe this. So I went outside, looked up at the window. Sure enough. So window just wide open. Basically, yeah. Well, some people are into that. So no, I don't. I just don't think they paid attention. Eh, well, it was just. I, it's one of those. It feels like a common thing because it's in like every movie ever, like every comedy movie. Like the guy looks across the the alleyway and sees you know something going on in the window. But yeah, no, it's like it's a real thing. It does happen. So that was. How old are we talking here? I don't know. I didn't like knock and ask questions. Oh, I don't. Should I have said like, "Hey, close that that window"? Should I have said something? No. If you say something, I mean, if they have, it makes the, you a creep. No, well, you could have had a conversation in the past with them. No, the, I don't know them. I don't know. Okay, you don't know them. Okay. But like, if the window's open, I mean, it could have been deliberate. But then, like, like not only were the blinds up, but the window was open. Oh yeah, then that's what they were going for. I don't know, man. If we it faces the woods. And so but then if you have that conversation, you know, if these people are freaky enough to do it with the window open for the world to see, if you bring it up, then you kinda like are teetering in the like the gray area where it's like, okay, you know, like what if I get an invitation for sometimes or I, I'd immediately just, turn that down. It's just a weird area to be in. Has that ever happened to you? No. You ever I, neither I mean, you know, thirty six years old. Took me 36 years, but it finally happened. Congrats. <laughs> it was, it's, I, I don't know how other people react. I, I had to like literally run inside. I w- literally went out to just kind of peek and saw enough to know. And then I had to run back inside and shut the door because I was laughing so hard. It was one of the funniest experiences I can remember. It does happen, it's not just in movies. So that was so your Saturday night was people being loud and obnoxious. My Sunday night was kind of the same. No. <laughs> anyway, on to sports. Whoever <clears throat> that one guy is, congrats on the sex, I guess. <laughs> what about her? She, she, you can't congrat, congratulate her. I mean, that's takes two to tango. That's true. Yeah. Just the uh, the old Sunday night finisher. Um, do we start baseball or basketball? There's obviously a ton to talk about regarding both. I feel like one is going to end up being a lot more long-winded. There's a lot more to kind of dive into. So do we want to start with baseball and go chronologically through the weekend or start with basketball as the Tennessee Volunteers actually look like themselves again, albeit against a much inferior opponent in South Carolina? What did I watch more of, basketball or baseball? Let's see, there were three baseball games. It was almost off the baseball field. Yeah, on it, right. Honest. I mean, yeah, I think all yeah, it was I, like what twenty minutes before first pitch. Honestly, I mean, I guess that whole ordeal really started Friday morning or Friday late morning, and yeah, somebody sent a tweet or something about Vitello and all that stuff, and this. I guess we can start there. Yeah, we'll start baseball. Okay. Because I did actually watch a decent amount of baseball this weekend. Well, I'm with Brett. It feels like the biggest part of the story is not what happened on the field. It feels like the team yeah. kind of took care of business this weekend. Things went to plan. But, I mean, it couldn't have been more than 20 minutes before first pitch on Friday. Well, Maui's the whole conversation going into the weekend. Sure. Right? Yeah. It, well, they thought Friday he'd be he'd be eligible. Yeah. Talking to the mic when you talk. Oh, Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, 
then the tweets started coming out of people who are actually at the game, like, "Hey, it's ten minutes till first pitch, and there's not been one Tony Vitello sighting." All, yeah, no Maui, no Tony, and then the university drops. <laughs> I saw opposing fan bases were mad that it was orange and white and hard to read because you had to kind of zoom in on it, I guess, which is hilarious to me. Like that's that's the point that matters. Uh, but obviously, opposing fan bases doing victory laps over the three game allegedly self-imposed suspension of Tony Vitello. It appears that this was Tony's way of saying, let's just get this over with. I'll serve the suspension. Let's get Maui eligible. Uh, After it didn't happen Friday, there was some speculation that it could happen Saturday or even Sunday. I was going to be stunned if that was the case because the NCAA barely works Monday through Friday. Was not expecting a weekend decision from the NCAA. We still await news on Maui Ahuna's eligibility. I'm imagining did I don't know if it's said they said expect more news today, but I'm expecting Tony Vitello with the media appearance today. Like a fireside chat type thing. Where he comes in and explains what happened, when it happened, and why we're in this situation seemingly again. Don't think he can really explain what happened or else he might be in more trouble. Well, we can speculate. Yeah. That's our job. It's speculation season. Um, so LSU has an, a former assistant coach who is now the head coach at Kansas. Is that correct? I believe they hired an LSU assistant last mm. offseason. Yeah, I think so. And then, Hickman, you've heard some news or rumor that Tim Corbin was interested in Maui Ahuna, yeah. and essentially Maui said, don't worry about it, I'm already going to Tennessee. Yes. I think it's safe to say at this point, Tony Vitello does not have a lot of friends no. in the SEC coaching ranks. And it feels like with some coaches, there's like a business way to handle this. You know, maybe you go to the league office, you call the coach directly, I think because of the perceived pettiness of Tony Vitello and specifically Tennessee baseball with the bat flips and the the shenanigans, which I'm all for. I think it makes the game more fun. I think it, it juices our players up. Like, I'm all for it. But it feels like other coaches, instead of having a man-to-man conversation with Tony Vitello or even going to the league office, does it not seem like this would be something that they would just immediately run to the NCAA and whine about? Yeah, it's very petty, and, you know, a lot of times, most of the times, almost every time, guys who are at the top of their field, when they've just dominated for so long and have done things one way for so long, Corbin, when a young hotshot starts to rise from, he brings, resurrects a program from the depths of hell, essentially, and starts climbing the ladder. And really, it's like it's past resurrection. Like he's yeah. he's he's already got it way past where like the peak of Tennessee baseball was. Like this is we're we're at a new level as a program. You know, back even when we were really good under Delmonico, it was like you would hope to maybe make Omaha every three, four, five years. Now that's it, pretty much the standard. Yeah, now that's almost the expectation. But every guys year. don't like it when no, I agree. Yeah. When the new young hotshot starts to come up and threaten them a little bit. Especially with Corbin. Um, 
Vanderbilt had the well, I can't remember what they called it. But it was like academic progress money, where essentially as long as the players kept good grades, Corbin could give out extra scholarships. So everybody else has to share. Is it thirteen point seven scholarships for your entire roster? I believe so. It's something like that. Like you know, you got thirty or forty guys, and they have to split under fourteen scholarships. I believe is the number. And Corbin could get around that and give basically full rides to 20, 30 players if he needed to. Well, now with NIL, you're seeing programs like Tennessee and others, but I think Tennessee is the prime example. Passionate fan base, great donor pool, and now we're able to go and get some of those players, get them NIL deals, and recruit with the Vanderbilts, the LSUs, um, you know, programs like that who have been, it's 11.7 scholarships, by the uh, way, which yeah, is absolutely ridiculous. Because there's the 11.7 podcast, so. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But so now you've got, and, and it feels like some programs are, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying Sully at Florida and Tony Vitello are, like, best buddies, but there doesn't seem to be that beef there. Yeah. With Corbin, obviously with Maneri, with Van Horn, like this is like these guys just don't like each other. And now I think, especially with Corbin, that he can't get the best players in the state every year, the best, you know, two or three pitchers in the country every year. I think he's very frustrated. And so naturally, any glimpse of impropriety, he's gonna run and tattle. And it seems like that may be what happened here. And I'm not saying it was necessarily Tim Corbin. Or that it was necessarily the new guy at LSU or necessarily Van Horn. It might have been all of them. I have no idea. I guess where I'm at now is I just want Tony to be careful. Yeah. Like you've, I understand when you first got the job, you had to do some things a little bit differently, right? You had to be a little more brash. You had to be a little more cutting edge in recruiting. I'm not saying cheating, but probably blur some lines there because everybody does that anyway. At this point, you kind of got it rolling. You've got a great NIL backup here. Um, You're obviously like one of the teams that love you or hate you. Everybody talks about Tennessee baseball. I mean, you saw it when we only dropped one spot last week in the polls. People lost their mind. They lost two out of three. How did they only drop one? It's like, well, they actually challenged themselves. They went to Arizona and played a bunch of Arizona teams. They didn't open up with you know, Eastern Illinois, who killed Arkansas yesterday, by the way. But now that we've kind of hit this, hopefully not a plateau, hopefully this program still has heights yet to be reached, you know, going back to the World Series, advancing in the World Series, hopefully winning a college World Series. My biggest fear is that we're on that trajectory and we do something silly to try to speed it up just a little bit and... It's not Tony that's taking us to the College World Series in three years. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Um, obviously, this was a self-imposed three-game suspension. I don't know that this is done. I, I, don't, I don't think it is either. I mean, if these allegations are as serious as some people seem to think they are, you're going to get more from the NCAA. They're not going to be okay with the self-imposed three-game series suspension. Well, I... Of the allegations I've heard, it seems like it's all pretty petty stuff. 
pretty stupid stuff. Yeah, but uh, this is really the first time you're ever going to have to deal with this in regards to the NIL world. So, I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure the NCAA is going to come down pretty harsh. Well, have you heard NIL? Because that's not what well, I've heard. I, I, don't, I don't think it has to do with NIL. I just, you know, like with the transfer portal era mm-hmm. and everything, we're kind of in unprecedented waters right now in regards to... So you're talking to, about the, the tampering, yeah. essentially, yeah. Um, the NCAA, this is, this is what's hilarious to me. By opening this one time, anytime, no rules attached to it transfer, the NCAA created this problem. Yeah. They created this problem because in the past, if a player had to sit out an entire year, you would not risk tampering or talking to them early because, well, they can't help me immediately. But now, like, and this is what's weird too. These guys play summer ball together. These guys, you know, uh, you go and play on the road and you have a buddy on the other team, you're talking to him. Like, technically, if, let's say this past offseason, uh, Maui Ahuna and Drew Gilbert were playing for some USA baseball team somewhere before he announced that he was transferring. If Drew Gilbert says, dude, you should think about coming to Tennessee, I think you'd really like it. Tampering. By rule, that is tampering. Now, obviously, it can get a lot heavier than that if... You know, Vitello's calling him and calling his parents and setting stuff up before he's ever announced his transfer from Kansas. I don't know the depths of what this, you know, group of allegations are against him. But the NCAA creates this problem, and now they're going to run around and punish coaches for trying to do the best thing for their program because you talked to a guy early. I mean, it seems like Maui Ahuna's pretty happy with his decision, assuming he can get on the field. Yeah, It's just weird to me. It's... It's called tampering, but it's not like we we lured him here and tricked him into making a decision, or we, you know, uh, contractually obligated him into some type of decision. He he chose to come here, and his coach was retiring. Well, that's yeah, that's the other part. Is him him and his family had a great relationship with the previous coach. That coach, I believe, at the beginning of the season announced, "This is my final season at Kansas." So to think that at that moment, Maui Ahuna is not going to be thinking. I may want to be looking for another landing spot. Yeah, as good as he is, could go anywhere in the country. Yeah. Because he is that good. Anywhere in the country and start. And you also have to think, who else was reaching out throughout the course of the season that just we don't know about? Sure. Because a guy that good who Dude, is every, on every, every team draft Kansas board. played, every single team, you know when he went through the handshake line at the end of the game, if he had a relationship or not, or a coach walks by, hey, 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 come here. You'd look good and insert random colors. Boy, I'd love to have you on my team. Wink, wink. I mean, that that's tampering, technically. Yeah. And then, obviously, there's the whole situation where he, uh, he was coming for a visit. We sent him a plane the day before we got his transcript. And technically, you have to have the transcript in hand before you can set up an official visit. That seems... That seems really stupid to me. The transcript turns out fine. We get it the day later, and but because we didn't have it at the time we sent the plane, apparently that might be some type of an issue. And this is just all this is all speculation hearsay. I'm not. I don't have this like written by the NCAA of what the allegations are against Tennessee. I don't know that we'll get those. I just guess people just wonder why it's taken nine months. Like obviously For, it's all fresh because his whole family flew to watch him play. Mm-hmm. Well, that's. I mean, this has all happened in like two weeks. Well, it's it's new to us. Tony, I don't I don't think it's coaching. it's not it's not new to Tony though. Like he, I think they've known about this for a while. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of suspension you could do during the off season. No, there's you, nothing. I mean, you have yeah, a, a recruiting suspension or something, but 
It's weird though. If it's football, it seems like this is news you know early on. over. Yeah, early on over the entire course of the off season, day after day after day. Because like that was the thing with Brew McCoy. Ever since he stepped on campus, it was like oh, not eligible yet. But all right, so everybody's going to tweet free Brew right. for six right. months until he actually is eligible. And we didn't get a decision on that until what a week before opening kickoff this year. Well, it was or maybe shorter than that. It might have been actually. It. it was it like two or three days beforehand? I think it was. I mean, we've had players miss games, like miss the first game or two. Like Justin Hunter missed the first game of the season because he was under NCAA pause as they looked over his stuff. I mean, this there's been a bunch of this. And I know we're Tennessee fans, so we just think, oh, it only happens to us. It only happens to us. It does happen everywhere. It just seems like our compliance department could be a little better at getting paperwork in order submitted and uh, taken care of when it comes to that. This is obviously different. This isn't the NCAA wanting to double check what grade a kid got in Spanish class. This is, did did you essentially illegally acquire this student athlete by tampering or, Hickman, you mentioned NIL. I guess there could be the, the pay-for-play thing. Did you promise him this amount of money and that's why he came here? Oh, you did that early. Well, that's also tampering. It's just it's a weird situation to be in because last year was such a fun and great season and it felt like at least to me it felt like we were kind of over the hump like yeah we're still going to have the fur coat and the daddy hat we're still going to do the fun stuff we're still going to be brash on the field but it felt like maybe we weren't going to have to have any more of the suspension cuz this is now Tony's third suspension now two two of them were for well one was bumping and ump the other was getting tossed out of a game there may have been another one in there actually. So this is but this is the Third first or fourth. Yeah. I just I guess I I had hoped we were past that. Like I I feel like he's done the work. Now it's, you know, now you can focus on coaching and developing your team and not so much the off the field stuff. And wasn't this suspension brought on by himself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and his attorney is what I heard. Okay. And like Tony Vitello, like when you just look at who he is as a person, like he's the type of guy that you really don't even have to go out and cut corners in recruiting to get top tier talent to right. come play for you. He's young, he's got a swagger to him, he's a little arrogant, mm-hmm. he's edgy, he lets his players be themselves, be themselves, yeah, whatever that is, what, right? If, yeah. if it's the more toned down, just quiet killers, that's that's what you're gonna go with. But if you like to flip bats and flip middle fingers, then he's going to just yeah. save more power to you as long as you're not breaking any rules off the field, which that's another thing that everybody likes to harp on this team for, you know, the way they act on the field. We've not had any incidents off the field, not to one. my knowledge. Not one. Not one so, that I can remember. I mean, Brandon Miller, who's been regarded <laughs> as such a great kid for the past three months, is caught up in a murder investigation right now off the court, but... No one wants to talk about that. Tennessee players having fun on a baseball field gets more gets more criticism on Twitter for the most part than that. So, oh, all the time. But it's insane. You don't have to cut corners when you're Tony Vitello, especially when you look at what we've got planned for the future of Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Yeah, well, that's the other. Th- I said I don't want to be going to Omaha in three years yeah. and it not be Tony. V- I don't want this stadium to be done and it not be him. And it have at the skipper, two thousand people in it. Yeah, <laughs> when exactly. Upgrade to what like nine thousand. Uh yeah, like eighty five to nine, something like that, with the ability to expand if they need to. Um I I guess it's possible we may get some information during the show 
Uh, we'll talk, obviously, about the team and how they performed over the weekend against Dayton. Uh, newsflash, it was pretty damn good. And then we'll get into some Tennessee basketball. 865-546-8200 if you want to join the program on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. We'll keep it rolling. Hour one continues. Three and out here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios fan run radio. Straight to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go this morning. We got Matt. Matt, good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Had a weird weekend. Were you Houston's neighbor by any chance? Okay. Well, that's my point is I was, I don't know, I was eating at Soccer Taco. had some jackass kept walking by the table, me and my buddies, (laughs) trying to have a good time. Sunday, some damn creeper <laughs> with a beard and a damn Bill Dance fishing hat, <laughs> like staring at me and my girl, man. That does sound like a weird weekend. Imagine that couple. Did they see you? No, no, no. <laughs> what, well, I'm still trying to understand, though, because there was a part of that story, Houston, where you said that window faces the woods. Yeah. There's like, like a, there's like a you little. You were looking at them. There's at, a <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> explain yourself, please. Well, I have a tree that I can climb fairly easily. No, no, no. There's like a, a yard, but there's it's just it's a yard, a walkway, and then the woods. So it's like where we walk the dog. Nice. And that's what All happened. Right. Well, sounds like an interesting weekend, fellas. Never a dull moment. Um, yeah. Um, so. Can I switch over to basketball? Absolutely. Baseball, I'll cover, but um, I'm kind of, I don't know, maybe I, I shouldn't be, but I'm enthralled with this Brandon Miller stuff. So, your guys' thoughts? I mean, the, the fact that he, so I was reading this story, this article, where he has this, uh, you know, pregame ritual where they pat him down like he's armed, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You guys see yeah. that, I'm sure? Oh, yeah. And then, so he put that as his Twitter fit uh, photo. So, did he do that post all this, or was it always his Twitter photo? Ooh, that I don't know. But I do know that he did that. I don't know what, what do you call that? Like intro? Yeah, just play your introductions. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not like a celebration, but yeah, he gets introduced. He walks through like the tunnel of his teammates, some high fives, and then one of the walk-ons pats him down, and somehow, some way, he, the walk-on, none of his teammates, none of his coaches, none of the extended support staff, no one at the university said, "Hey, maybe ditch that intro. It's not a very good look," or they did, and he said, "I don't care." I don't know, man. It's just really weird, guys. That's really just blatant stupidity on Alabama's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon, I'm to the point, Matt, where Brandon Miller is either just a heartless piece of crap who is an awful human being, or he quite literally might be the dumbest son of a gun in college athletics at the it's moment. Probably both, man. Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, and then then, the, then Alabama just to just it, I don't, man. I just don't get it. I don't. I'm honestly kind of shocked. There's not more heat 
than there than there has been on this because you know I don't know, man. It's just kind of shocking. Like how again? You can circle back if the kid's a walk on or whatever. He's obviously not playing. Oh yeah, he's off the but, team. And I, yeah, and I'm not saying he's guilty of a crime, but I'm I am saying that I mean, you don't you don't pull the trigger. You don't have to be guilty. There still needs to be something done mm-hmm. for what he did. I mean, it's like. It's asinine to me, man. And then to come out and do that as your pregame ritual and then post a picture and then your coach to have to say, well, we're not going to let him do that again. Well, you think? I mean, Nate Oates, and I'll be honest with you guys, I don't even know if it's Nate Oates as much as it is the, the university, the program. Is probably telling him what to do. Like you need to let this kid play. That's that's He's what I've been that saying. A couple of times. That's what I've been saying from the beginning. Like I wonder if, I mean, I, I don't want to use this term lightly, but it feels like maybe Nate Oates is being held hostage a little bit by the administration. Of hey, we're going to take care of this, but you have to play him through it. You've got to, you know, you've you've got to. Make sure that he's out there, that he's playing, that he's not doing anything else stupid. Because we think we can cover for him, we think we can get him off without any charges. But you know, don't bench him because then that'll raise some red flags. I mean, he should have been benched immediately. Like, give him a two or three game suspension for being involved whatsoever, uh, and then you have the ability to go back and say, "Well, look, we did punish him for something, but now it feels like it just gets worse." I mean, honestly, you could suspend him for that intro and say that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You're held to a higher standard. You're the best player at the University of Alabama, maybe the best player in the country. You don't get to do that stuff. Let's have some emotional intelligence here. I think, but yeah, they're not going right. to do that. They're going to say, "Oh, well, uh, Nate Oates says I don't know what they're doing at all hours of the night. I can't keep my eye on him all the time." Well, he's literally on your basketball court under your supervision, and he did that, and it was it was horrible. It was just gross. I don't know another word for it. It was disrespectful, it was distasteful, and it was gross. Yeah, I've I've seen some Alabama fans that are actually kind of stepping up on it, too, which is good to see. I mean, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, this is, you know, it's kind of weird. And, again, it's it's a weird situation because he was – they didn't charge him with anything, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it's just like – I don't know, man. It's it's, People use the word tone deaf quite a bit, but that's – it's just – this looks – I just I'm shocked, man. If you, you could have fit, now, you can't do anything because it's past the point. You can't sit him now, no, because not, with, not, with, the point not of, without new information. Yeah, no, right, exactly. So now you just got to ride it out, and I mean, it's just it's a bad look for Alabama in general. I mean, it's like you know, at the cost of what your chances of them winning a national championship are, you know. They, they probably had the best opportunity, but the chances of them doing that are still slim. So when they drop out in the round of sixteen. And they still pulled all this off. That's just a bad look for your university. Yeah, well, even if you win a championship, I mean, what's you know, you could have suspended this guy and just came out from a PR move, looking pretty, you know, pretty good. Care of business. Yep. I saw yeah. somebody. They wrote an article, and I, I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline, and I forgot who it was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, Alabama doing this for the hopes of making a Final Four run, but regardless of if this season ends with a championship or not, like that's not going to cover up the fact that how clueless and stupid they've looked as a program the past couple of weeks. Dude, when you've got the girl, the girl's family, right, the mom, I think it might be the stepdad or the dad, but the whole family is just, they're even saying like they're shocked that Brandon Miller's playing. That should tell you something right there, man. That should tell you something right there. 
Yeah, because they, they would have more knowledge probably than any of us of kind of what happened it, well, that night. Yeah. But just the emotional intel. Sure. Just the emotional, you know, if it's my son, you know, or your kids, or your, you know, anybody listening's family member that got shot, they're probably taking the same stance. So the program, the University of Alabama, they're, they're, it's shocking, man. And I'll be honest with you guys, I think everybody says, well, we'll do what it takes to win. I don't buy that. I think Tennessee holds themselves to a higher standard. I think Georgia would. I think Florida would. I think Alabama's the only damn school that does. It's a shame. See you guys. Thanks for the call, Matt. I, I guess what's surprising to me, the, the, the most surprising thing about this and the Alabama's kind of angle, I could see them trying to get away with something like this in football because it's, it's Alabama football. I am stunned that a new blood in college basketball I don't yep. even think you can call them a new blood. I yeah, mean, you're probably right. I mean, One is, good year. This yeah. is their second great year under Nate Oates. Last year they were, what, preseason top ten and ended the season unranked? Yeah. The COVID year they were really good. And, and I get that he's a really good player. It just seems like – it does it not feel like they're risking a lot yeah. for this situation? And apparently their sports information director before the press conference after the game on Saturday informed all the reporters to only ask questions about the game. Of course. And I'm assuming Brandon Miller hasn't had any media availability other than 94 feet with Jay Billis in Thompson Bowling Arena, yeah, right? Probably not. That's probably it. Um, which, I, I, that makes sense. You wouldn't want to put him in front of a bunch of reporters that are going to ask questions that he has no, he's not ready to answer. Right, or, yeah. Or prepared to answer or can legally answer. And, um, and it sucks because I know we're not Alabama fans, but the topic around college basketball the past week should be that Brandon Miller has officially planted himself as the best player in college basketball because he's backed it up with two tremendous performances. But instead, what, did, what did he do Saturday? Did he have another good game? Like 26-6, and six, something okay. like that. And, of course, he had the 41-point game on the road where he just mm-hmm. took over. And that, that, that should be the story across college basketball right. is Brandon Miller is the best player in the country. But instead, we're talking about Brandon Miller is an idiot who is showing – no remorse, no sympathy for the victim, the victim's family. Yeah, like I, I don't want to like at this point, and really, all we can hope right now is maybe karma takes over in a game somewhere. Like you don't want to see anybody ever get hurt, but like guy goes out there and hurts, gets hurt. It's like, well, I'm not going to feel sorry for that guy if he can't show a little remorse for someone's mother being murdered in cold blood essentially so well i guess that's what the the weird part to me is you would think whether in brandon miller's mind he feels like he is completely innocent or complete you know or or did more than we know whatever it is you would think that outwardly you would do all you could to demonstrate remorse regret compassion and You've got none of that from him. All he cares about is where he's getting drafted at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they were talking about it on, oh gosh, was it around the horn? Like, when he, I mean, keep in mind, he's in the middle of dropping 41. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, that's a big time thing. But he was constantly beating on his chest and yelling at the fans. And then he comes out and does the strip search routine right before this last game. It's almost as if he has a complete disregard or no understanding of the severity of the situation. Like a young girl's dead. And like it or not, you were involved in that. You helped facilitate that. 
And for there to be seemingly zero regret, remorse, it, it just it's a very strange situation. I don't I don't recall another situation quite like this. I mean, it seems like every year sports, you see some stories that you've kind of quote unquote seen before, but this one is very, very unique and very, very different. And it just feels like Alabama, Nate Oates, Brandon Miller, and their administration are not handling it. It's Maybe I'm wrong. This feels like a pretty easy situation to handle. Hey, let's not do the strip search thing. Let's act, even if you don't believe it, let's act like we regret yeah. what's happened. Let's let's make comments. Like, apparently, NATO still has not called the mother Yeah. after all this time. He danced, they, they asked if he had reached out to the family post-game, and he, he danced around that one. Right. Time. Like, there's just a lot of things where it seems the obvious and right thing to do is also in many ways so far in this case it would have been the easiest thing like the obvious and right thing would have been to immediately suspend him for at least a couple of games for breaking team rules you didn't do that not saying things like wrong place wrong time would have been very easy to do nato's can't help that having just someone with a brain on that team say hey maybe the strip search routine before the game is not a good look for yeah, it. like st- it's so it's all so easy that when you don't do it you flag to everyone, hey, we don't care. We don't care about what you think. We don't care about how you feel. We care about playing basketball. And that's kind of a problem, given the severity of the situation. I mean, we're not talking about he didn't run over a girl's foot and she's in a walking boot like the girl's dead. Did you see what Jay Billis had to say about it? Oh, boy. No. He's a great young man. He's. A- I, I don't even know where to begin with it. Well, we'll set it up. Yeah, we'll, 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 set, we'll yeah. Te- gather your thoughts. I want to hear what. Am I going to like this or no? I think this is the worst thing. I, 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 Jay Billis is a dumbass. All right. Well, come back and hear about uh, Jay Billis's dumbassery after this. Final segment, hour number one, straight to the Big Orange Philly phone lines. We go get Roberto. Make sure he's got ample time here. Roberto! Yeah, uh, I, I want Hickman to be able to get to his thing because I had some comments about it. Uh, but uh, I have a few things uh, about college basketball. Uh, I'm sure you heard me on VR the other night. I'm just – just give me to the tournament. Like, I'm so over this crap. You know, we blow a team out by forty some odd points, and I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just like indifferent. It's like, yeah, because we, because we beat them by like forty points the last time we played them. But in the interim of that, I mean, all I all I see is two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Rick Barnes happening right now. And I'm just gonna, I just keep saying it over and over again. But people call me an idiot. Fine, I don't really care. Like this is not a fun team to 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 watch. They're not fun. I mean, and it's not because they're offense. They're just so inconsistent it makes it unfun. Prove me wrong. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take on all comers. I would like to be proven wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of right there with you. No, yeah, same. I mean, I, I'm... Oh, okay. Well, then, so I'm not in the minority, even though everybody seems to gang up on me and tell me I'm in the minority. When I say, this just isn't a really fun team. They're not bad guys. I don't want them to do poorly. I just don't really care. 
Yeah, it's just kind of meh. Like it, it, yeah. I think you said it. Like when when they're this inconsistent, you almost wait for the other shoe to drop when they have a good game. It's like, oh well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they looked really good against South Carolina, and then it's like, yeah, but we got Arkansas next. And like if they and Arkansas, beat, you know, if, if Arkansas be- wasn't at home, I would say that's a loss. Kevin. And like them beating South Carolina, they could have beat them by ninety, and that wouldn't have moved the needle for me whatsoever. Me like, it's a garbage team. You've done it once. You should have done it again, and you did. But let's see what happens Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not just me. Good, because I thought I was the only one. Guys, can I talk on this baseball? Or uh, well, Hickman, go ahead and and say what you said about Jay Billis, and then I'll talk on the baseball okay. situation. Yeah, so I got some insider training. Th- this was on College Game Day. He said Brandon Miller has rights, and I believe that Alabama has a duty to protect those rights, or at least not compromise those. They know him better than we do. He has cooperated fully, according to his attorneys and authorities. And and the, here's the real dumbassery part. And to me, I think Alabama has gone through this process and handled it appropriately. Now, reasonable minds can differ with that. Maybe one school might have handled it differently, but I have no quarrel with the way Alabama handled this. What? That is the dumbass part. That's the dumbass part. Because the first part is fine. Yeah. You can say all those things. Yeah. That's fine. But to say that a school who kept this from the public that their star player was connected to a murder is just absolutely asinine. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say, and Jay Billis is a clown. And he's an attorney. Y'all know that, right? Yep. That's his trade. His stock and trade is he's an attorney. Is he just on the take for Alabama? Maybe he's been buddies with Nate Oates for a long time or something. I don't know. I don't know how you can say this is the shining beacon of how all programs should handle situations like this. I mean, he was gushing over Brandon Miller when we played him. But, oh, he's such a great kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, yeah, such well, a I'd, good young man. The best part about being at the Alabama game is not hearing that guy squawk his jock. Yeah. Well, that's all it was for two hours. Interesting. Uh, guys, uh, as far as baseball, can I weigh in on that really quick? Yep. Uh, I've got several things, but I, I, one of the things that I want to be positive before I kind of weigh in with some negative, uh, I am all in on the uh, new home run lightsaber. Did you notice this yesterday? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay, uh, I, I'm here to tell you that I want to uh, I want to give it a name. I think it should be called the flight saber. I'm in. All right, let's start the trend. Uh, guys, things I was told over the weekend and then things I'm uh, – I guess just kind of reading tea leaves on. Uh, Tony taking the uh, uh, taking the dive on the sword is a wise decision, uh, but I don't. I, I, you guys have already indicated it, so I, I think a lot of people already know. But uh, it's not. I don't think it's just going to be three games. I think it's going to be several more, but not the full season or anything like that. Okay. Um, I, to, to what end? I don't know. But in these pre, essentially preseason games is what I'm calling them. You know, oh well. I mean, you could be Arkansas and get blowed out by yeah. Eastern mm-hmm. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Boy, a pride of pride cometh before a fall, don't it? Airtime. They were on us that weekend. We lost to Arizona, who's going to be in the tournament, and Grand Canyon, who's going to be in the tournament, and they get blowed out by a, essentially a one double A school. Blowed out. Um, and the second thing is is Maui. Uh, so here's I'm reading some tea leaves, guys, and I'm just gonna throw it out there. 
if Maui sits out for just two more weekend series, like the whole weeks in the weekend series, right? So let's call it essentially 12 days from now, okay? He's already set out a third of our regular season games. Do you guys, Sreden Tea Leaves, do you guys think that uh, he would be wise to, to fold it up and say, you know what, I'm, I'm a first-round draft pick, surefire. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to do anything to crush my draft stock because that's only because he can't pad his stats against these lower-rated teams. Uh, I, I, you know, he doesn't strike me as that kind of kid, but if I'm in his camp, I'm going, hey, man, uh, you can't get on the field in the next two or three days. I'm thinking about maybe not playing. Thanks for the call, Berto. Kind of up against it. Uh, well, let's chew on that. Kick that off for hour number two because that's. I think at this point that's a question you have to start asking yourself if you're Maui, Maui's family, and maybe Tennessee baseball at this point. Hour two next. 